Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today's episode is about emotions around the holidays. Welcome back to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Hey, John, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Christmas is here. Yes, right? <laughs> absolutely. Looking forward to it? <laughs> Looking very forward to it. My son is in town, so we are thrilled. Uh, he, he flew in from Florida, and we are excited for a great holiday. How about yourself? That's great. Yep, got some family here in town. Got most of the kids here with us, and that's always fun. You know, I mentioned last week, my favorite sound in the entire world is my kids in the same room laughing with each other. Yeah, as long as they're not laughing at you, right? I don't even that, That's kind of an assumed that that's probably what's happening. That's okay. I don't even care what the source of the laughter Very is. Good. Just love hearing that sound. Mm. Um, so thought we'd, you know, we're going to be giving gifts this week. Yeah. Thought we'd just on a lighthearted note. So what's your favorite gift you can remember getting maybe as a kid or even as an adult? Whoa, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, probably with my kid, and I can I can remember, man, when I was younger, Hot Wheels. You know, you'd have to sure. be a little bit older, dude. But um, Hot Wheels, race cars, was a big deal. But one of my favorites when I was about, I guess it was about fourteen. Um, you know, and th- you'd have to understand the day because now everybody has their phone and sure. you know all the different ways to listen to music. Mm. But back then. You know, a boombox was like your ability to take music with you. Sure. And they had batteries in them. You know, you had the, like the big batteries to yeah. put it. And I will never forget, man, when I got my boombox, it was like I had my my freedom. <laughs> I could listen to my music uh, apart from my parents. So uh, that was a pretty memorable one. How about yourself? I can think of two. One as a kid and then one as an adult. So okay. as a kid, I think I would have been 11. Because I was in the sixth grade and I got a Schwinn 10-speed bicycle. Come on. And I yep. remember that. I enjoyed that. And then I am I am really – my kids and my wife say I am just really hard to buy for. Yeah. And the reason is because I just – not much I want. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I'm, I'm easy to please. It's just that I don't have a lot that I really want. So, you know, and – but it's also kind of hard to surprise me. And um, a few years ago, Amy bought me a, like, turntable and speakers and some vinyl. All right. And that totally surprised me. She opened up her own Amazon account so that she could get the order placed and not nobody know it except for, you know, the kids knew it because I think they bought me some you know, um, music to go along with the, and that was, that was a real surprise. I remember when I opened that, just kind of going, I think I probably had the look of a kid on my face because I was so surprised. And so like, never would have guessed this. And this is a great gift. That's all, you know, we did that for our 21 year old daughter, uh, Tori. And Mm -hmm. when, I mean, like for us, vinyl was a big deal. Man, she loves her, you know, and she she goes to old record shops and yep. gets stuff from even when I was a kid. So sure. that's pretty pretty cool stuff. Anything that you can remember that was like a worse gift that you received? <laughs> uh, not like one particular one, but I can remember as kids, you know, you'd get like clothes sometimes. Yeah. That yeah, was never fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I had a great aunt. 
And uh, every year she would get chocolate covered cherries. Okay. And you can look at me and go, there's not a whole lot that I don't eat, but I just do not like chocolate covered cherries. And, you know, this is like when I'm seven, eight, nine years old and I'm getting chocolate. Well, you know, the first time it was like, all right. (laughs) And then like the second or third time I got this real attitude, like chocolate covered cherries. And my dad was, you know, really big on you be thankful. And I was like, thank you for these chocolate covered <laughs> cherries that I hate. You know, and, you know, I tried to tell her, like, just don't buy me anything. <laughs> That's what I got every year. And, you know, now that I'm older, I look back and, you know, she didn't have a lot of money. Sure. And so she probably, you know, got those on clearance. I should have been far more grateful, but. I remember that was like a point of contention. Like, I'm going to get my chocolate-covered cherries that I despise. So maybe somebody's out there and you really like chocolate-covered cherries. Or maybe there's a few of you that would just, you know, have an honest moment and go, not my thing. <laughs> it's like the uh, famous, you know, Christmas uh, fruitcakes. Yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive there's only like 12 of those and they get passed around <laughs> to everybody because nobody ever like opens one and eats it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's nobody that re-gifts anything, uh, especially fruitcakes. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's funny because last time we last week we talked about yeah. how to have a positive experience, how to create a positive environment around Christmas time. Yeah. And um, but the truth is. Today's episode's a bit heavy, but really important because there are people that this time of the year, you know, it it really provokes some some dark emotions. Yep. You know, anytime something is has the potential for high emotions, it also has the potential for very low emotions. And so today we want to talk about that and how we might one if we're if we're that Mm -hmm. person. Yep. What do we do? And then two, how do we help others who may be finding themselves in a dark spot during the holiday season? Yeah, and I encourage anybody that's watching today, um, and you know, may, you know, we and we always want you to share out our podcast today. Maybe one that you would really share out because there are there's an, a a large number of people out there that find themselves going through Christmas Christmas and other times with a real loneliness and emptiness. And, you know, they, they say that the, you know, the loneliest place isn't to be by yourself, but in a room full, full of people or at the mall or in a store or at church. Sure. And yet having no engagement can actually be the loneliest place in the world. And I think there's a lot of people that struggle with the feelings of loneliness. Oh, absolutely. You know, my wife used to work for a, um, re- crisis response yeah. uh, telephone system for a mental health provider. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone from that particular area code called the suicide prevention line, yeah. it would go to them. And then the numbers around the Christmas season of calls they got were always way up yeah. compared to the rest of the time of the year that people were just, they were lonely, they were sad, you know, that that's where they tended to the consequences of lifestyle choices yeah. tended to really roost, come to roost mm-hmm. at ta- that time of the year. So if maybe they've, you know, lived in a way that they've pushed family away, they really noticed mm-hmm. the absence of family at yeah. that time. And so it really could be a dark time. Yeah. And, you know, and, and some of the reason for loneliness can be just because people don't have a church family. They don't have connections. Uh, some of it can can be because people are going through a divorce. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll just in an honest moment, 
you know, just to share this, even as a senior pastor at a church that we, uh, you know, we would go through holiday times and, you know, there would be times that we would have three or four services pre-Christmas mm. and then the Sundays and everything that goes around it and then, you know, parties and so forth. And uh, I, you know, I believe that there were times there, which, you know, later, you know, talking to my wife, that she felt like even though we're crowded and in church places, you know, she felt like the connection between her and I, because mm. I'm pouring my heart out to a world. And yet here I have a spouse mm. that's feeling like, I, I don't know if he has time for me. And I know we have ministry people that that are watching. And I think it's really important that you're intentional with those the those times with you know with your spouse even if you're a part of a church family or in ministry and you know and lastly i would say this you know people that have lost loved ones i don't know if you have mm-hmm. experiences with that mark but you know my uh my sister her husband passed away the day after christmas oh my and to this day when christmas comes it's it not just, a joyful thing. Probably. It's not a joy yeah. because of the memories that are sure. attached to it. Yeah. And so it's really important how we navigate through these times. And today we want to be a real encouragement uh, to people that are out there. Mark, what would you say to somebody if they're just at a place right now? They're 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 watching today, and maybe even somebody shared this on to a friend, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're watching this and they're going, you know, can I just be honest? I feel very alone. I feel like I'm by myself and I don't know where to turn. Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, my guess is most people who are finding themselves in that situation, the the feelings are exacerbated at Christmas time, mm-hmm. but they're probably alone the rest of the year also. Mm-hmm. So they just feel it more intensely at this time of the year. So I, you know, it, it's easy to say and hard to do, you know, Find places of community, yep. you know, but but all of these things, you know, Scripture tells us if you want to if you if you want to have friends, be friendly. Right. You know, but that doesn't happen in a day. Yep. You know, one of the things I would say is, you know, if you and this is a heavy note, but if you are in a time at Christmas, you're lonely, you're in despair, you're depressed yeah. If you're thinking about self-harm. Oh yeah. Change your environment. Yep. You know, even if it just means getting out of the house and going for a walk. You know, find yeah. something to do that puts you in a different place cuz usually a change of environment will change your attitude. Yep. You know, cuz it'll at least help you get focused on something else even if it's temporary. And so, you know, that's that's very important. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if we know going into the holiday season, so maybe it's the first Christmas, like you said, without a spouse. Yep. Maybe it's the first Christmas without a spouse because of divorce. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a children. Or they've passed away. Yeah. yeah the spouse has passed away in the last year yeah. or a family member. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, and for children. Yeah. You know, who are all of a sudden now having to balance time with dad time with mom you know that's a very story un- of my life yeah. right? <laughs> and i'm sure not a not yeah. a not a healthy one and not a fun one yeah for the kids either because you know parents don't like each other and the kids get caught in the middle of that yeah. so all of that saying is i think anything we can do going into the holiday season to be proactive yep so in other words not waiting until those see those those feelings come to rest if we know they're going to 
be there if we, you know, if we know we're going to, you know, Christmas Day, think think out in the front, you know, on Christmas Day, I'm going to be at my house with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you plan far enough in advance, you probably can find something to do, you know, that changes your environment. You know, maybe even, you know, talking to people around your workplace, you know. And, of course, the, the the challenge here, John, is some of the people that are listening to us, most people probably are Christ followers. Yeah. In Christ, we have hope. You yeah. know, that, that doesn't mean life is easy. Well, and it doesn't mean that the feelings of loneliness uh, of, you know, somehow can avoid us that we're immune from that. Because, not at all. Yes. You know, we're, we, we can still feel that just like anybody who's not a believer. I mean, we have the connection with our Heavenly Father, and that should always, you know, uh, not leave us in a place that we're totally alone. But you can feel alone from human connection. Yes. And let's be honest. Sometimes, you know, it's like I know my Father in Heaven loves me, but I really want somebody to put their arms <laughs> yeah, around no. me. You yeah. know, I want a physical touch. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. So here's the challenge is, you know, here we are. It's only a few days away from Christmas. Yep. And most of us probably ha- already have the connections that we that we have. Sure. So to be able to change that dynamic between here and Christmas. I, I know when I was um, when I was in, in uh, Bible college, I was a meat cutter. And that's how I worked my way through Bible college. Mm-hmm. And, man, that was like one of the busiest seasons sure. of the year. And there were times that, like Christmas Eve, I would be work. You know, I, I needed the hours, so I would work till we close, and then I would have like two hours of cleaning everything because we would be shut down for Christmas, only to come back in two days and have to open. So, hey, I've been at Denny's on Christmas <laughs> Eve. You know what I mean? Sure. Eating, eating my dinner, and uh, so I, I, I can, you know, I, I've felt some of those emotions sure. at time. Of, of being alone. So so being able to, you know, create an environment between here to there. You know, one, one thing I'm, I might share with some folks is like, you know, first of all, man, so many churches do services. They're, they're not just doing services, yes, because they go and worship, but it's also they're providing a place of connection. Sure. And to go... And to make make you know kind of and and meet people along the way, uh, have a carol sing, you know some of the things you're talking about. Maybe calling a, f- a friend. Sometimes people who are lonely feel like they're an imposition yeah, to other people. Absolutely. Get beyond that. I want to just say uh, that's a word for somebody. Get beyond that. Oh, I don't want to be an imposition. It may be calling a family member or a friend and just you know, hey, can I uh, bring a side along? But that that connection at this time of year is so important. Yeah, and you know, the I kind of want to flip it a little bit, and that is yeah. so we understand that there are people who have these feelings. This is a great time for us as Christ followers yep. to demonstrate the love of Christ, Amen, and invite people into our lives, invite people into our homes. Yep. You know, if we know people in our in our sphere of influence that. That we know, okay, she lost her husband last year. Yep. Being intentional about reaching out to her. What are you doing for Christmas? Yep. Nothing. You're going to be our guest <laughs> at Christmas. Yeah. You know, and the and the the other side of that is if you invite strangers into your house at Christmas, it's likely to turn the 
the the intensity down on some of the stress that can also happen when you got you know Uncle Bob and Aunt Sally who want to go at each other. All of a sudden, if there's guests there, they might be a little bit more careful yeah. about what they say. Maybe in your family, but not in mine. It's just a little bit of lighter fluid. I got somebody to somebody new. I got fresh meat. Right, gotta win them over. But I do Very think good. it's a great time for mm-hmm. us yep. as Christians to be really outward focused. Yeah. You know, if anything about the you know the, the way the whole way the world works for Christmas, it's inward focused. Yeah. What are you what am I going to get? You know, it's all of that. It's about the gifts, you know. Even even when we give gifts, I mean, I love to give gifts, but mm-hmm. part of it is I it makes me feel good. It does. To yeah. give gifts. Yeah. And then of course, you know, what you get, those sort of things, but this is really a time for us to just give with nothing to get. Mhm. You know, and and we're not talking about materially because those people who are lonely, depressed, discouraged by themselves, it's not a gift they're looking for. They're looking for the gift of presence, yep. not not a gift present, but your presence in their lives. And this is a great time for the Christ, for the body of Christ to be that for them. Yeah, it's good that you bring that up, Mark. One, one thing that I would try to say to people at church uh, for believers and you know, for people that have families and connections, I think it's important to be intentional. Like I would say to to our church family, so I don't pastor church now, so this is you know free to whoever's out there. I have no motivation to go <laughs> trying to build a church or grow a church or whatever. It really is to be the, the hands and, and feet of Christ extended. But I would say to people, like be intentional. So in those weeks prior to, you know, uh, Christmas, Christmas, you know, look around the room and there you're going to find there's some ladies and some gentlemen that are there and you can see it very quickly, isolated, mm. alone by themselves, or, you know, and something else that, that I would really encourage our church people to do. Like if, if you're a person and, and maybe your spouse has died or you find yourself alone, find some other people like that, reach out to them. Hey, let's get together and, you know, for Christmas and do some things together. So that connection, it just has to be intentional and maybe moving outside of that, oh, they won't like me or no, they really, you know, uh, that that feeling of not wanting to impose. Mm-hmm. Man, get rid of that because I really believe that there's a lot of people that would be out there that would be, their arms would be wide open to in, engage with you. If there was just just letting them know how you're feeling and what you're going through, and that's important to us. If you're watching today, man, we're you know first and foremost we're believers. We love Jesus, but we love people. Yeah. And no matter who you are or where you've come from, if you're going through this time of loneliness or isolation or heartache, don't let this define the season that Christ came to bring real life and real joy and real power. And so God in heaven does not want you to be at Christmas, you know, lonely and away and broken and and feeling those emotions. I believe if you can kind of get that paradigm of God wants to interact with you mm-hmm. and see you flourish during the holiday season. I think that's great, John. Um, you know, one thing I want to just go back to, you know, I mentioned earlier about Amy when she worked for this crisis response. I just want to remind people that if you get to that place this Christmas and you really are that lonely, you yep. are hurting that bad, yep. there are places you can call. 
World Challenge. Yeah. Yep. You know, every, but every every city in America has the ability of calling a for every area code there is a national suicide prevention line and it doesn't have to be that you're ready to take your life these are just people who are trained to help talk with you yeah and just help you get through a crisis and so don't don't say you know that's not that's for somebody else you know please reach out Take those things in, you know, take advantage of the tools that are out there. And so last of all, holiday seasons coming. People have had, you know, maybe they've got previous experiences that were positive. Mm-hmm. Things have changed in their life. They're at a different place. How does one go about maybe resetting pressing the reset button and starting new traditions moving forward so that they can kind of get out of that rut we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, that's a great, great thing to bring up, Mark. One thing I would say is this is, you know, when you come to Christmas season, you have to realize that you, you are living in the connections that you've developed all year long. Yeah. And I think, you know, moving forward into life, being a little bit more intentional, with making those those good connections with people. There's a lot of people out in our society right now yeah. that are looking for deep connection. And if you're at that place, just don't sit idly by, begin to make some decisions to connect with people. And yeah. that means to get outside of yourself a little bit. Another thing that has really worked for me over the years and moments that, you know, before I was married and times that I was by myself or not around a lot of people, one thing that I've tried to do over the years is take a time at Christmas that I would even get away from family, even my wife and kids and and take, you know, take that hour mm. and read through the Christmas story myself. We read through it as a as a family but, but taking those moments that I go, Lord, I, I want to just just refresh this yeah. love in my heart and have that communion with the Lord that it's not just singing a Christmas carol or listening to a Christmas message, but that one-on-one time with the Lord where you have that deep connection with Him and you're thanking Him for what He provided at the cross through the birth of Christ and just what all all of the deep meanings that are there. Because I find that when I am in deep connection with my Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. that, it, that it seems to take the stress off of my loneliness and in, sure. in interaction with other people. And so I would maybe encourage some of it. Maybe you're going through a time of loneliness. Man, when, when that connection with God is alive and fresh— it really helps to make everything else so much better. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Any advice that you would have for people that maybe even, Mark, maybe they don't even want to celebrate this year. They're just in a place and it's bah humbug. Sure. You know, uh, things are so depressing and down. I just don't even want to think about Christmas. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think that a practical way of helping with this is to it, take your eyes off yourself. Yep. And the only way I know how to do that yep. is through service. Yeah. You know, regardless of where you are in your Christ walk, you know, yep. th- there are people out there who have less than you have. Yep. I mean, the city we live in, it's cold here at Christmas time. Yep. You know, and there are people who live on the streets. Yep. You know, look for somebody that you can serve. Look for a way of when you when you are giving to somebody else, it's impossible 
to be focused on your own problems. Yep. You know, so I think anything we can do that's outward focused takes the attention off of us. You know, Mother Teresa said, anybody stares at their own belly button long enough will go crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's a piece of that. We just need to get the attention off of ourselves. You know, not that's not minimizing the pain, but but focusing on the pain won't make it go away. Helping to serve somebody else that may have pain may help you get the focus off yourself. Do people actually stare at their own <laughs> belly buttons? Maybe that's an India thing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Who knows? So, but you know, you bring up something that's really good. You know, probably every town, every city has has a homeless shelter. So even if it's not going out onto the streets, but you know what? We're but, we did that for years as a church on either Thanksgiving or Christmas. We would do a dinner. Uh, and there are may, a lot of old people, older people in our communities that don't have. Yeah. And we'd love to have somebody show up at their house and And there is bring no a meal. greater joy than to bring a meal yep. or to bring groceries to people that are in need. And all of a sudden that whole like, well, I feel alone. Nobody cares. All of a sudden the whole dynamic changes because it's the joy of serving others. That's a really that's really good to bring up, Mark. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, if if a if if we know there's a sing, you know a man who lives by himself or a woman or a, an elderly couple, it doesn't have, we don't have to bring a whole turkey and yeah. all the fixings and everything. Just bring two plates, yeah, of you know nicely prepared food for them to celebrate together, and you know that that can really make somebody's day, and it gets the attention off of us. And I think the more we can do that, the more healthy we can become. That is really good, Mark. Well, is there something that you would maybe encourage somebody today that is going through those moments that, you know, maybe they're watching and they're going, man, I, you know, I'm really looking at a Christmas right now and it's more filled with pain and loss than it is being able to celebrate the coming of a savior. Uh, how, how would you maybe encourage them uh, today to be able to walk through that? You know, I I don't want. I'm always careful that you know. My answer is going to sound very spiritual. Yeah, it's okay. It's a Christian podcast. Yeah, but you know, sometimes Christians have been guilty of being trite, Mm. and I never want to be that. But I do want to remind people. Scripture tells us that it was at the fullness of time that God sent forth His Son into the world. Mm. He sent His Son into the world because it was a broken place. God specializes in brokenness. Amen. Christ came to heal brokenness. Christ Amen. came to, he from the very beginning of the book of Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. We are acknowledging that loneliness is a fallout of sin and the fall of human beings. Yep. The the ultimate restoration of that starts, doesn't mean there's not other things we have to do, but it starts with being reconciled to our Heavenly Father. Yep. When that reconciliation has happened, I think it leads us toward the ability to have further reconciliation. Mm-hmm. So I think for me today, the, the, the number one thing, not minimizing any pain that somebody feels, but to the Holy Spirit really can bring comfort. Praise that, God. That's his, that's his title in Scripture, the comforter. 
and he wants to bring comfort to our lives. And it doesn't mean we, we don't still long for human connection, but if we will invite God into our circumstances, I really do believe he will show up in power. Awesome. John, would you close our time out today by mm-hmm. praying? I know that there's somebody who's probably watching this on YouTube, on our website, listening to it, that they're lonely. Yeah. You know, like maybe they're one of those people who've lost a spouse for, for through death or divorce or whatever the circumstances may be. And would you just pray for them today? Yeah. And Mark, I want to say this. Uh, a lot of people may be watching right now and uh, maybe with the video they can't really see. I, I'm looking in your eyes and I'm seeing your eyes well up with tears and I know that that's because this is something that can be really a well, hey we're we're gonna have Christmas and there's there's a lot of joy that surrounds it, but these are the issues for people yeah. that are feeling the brokenhearted and in our culture right now we have 500 Facebook friends and Instagram and social media and yet we're probably one of the loneliest, loneliest yeah. cultures in the world sure. because of the way that we live and operate and so today is going to be a little bit of encouragement to go hey. Find some deeper connections in your life. But listen, if the only person you have is the Heavenly Father that you're connected with, man, you have have a whole lot. So I'm going to pray right now. Father God, Lord, right now there's people that are watching and listening. And Lord, they feel alone. Or Lord, maybe in in the, the process of time they've lost a loved one. And Lord, the holiday season just brings up these memories of brokenness and loss and tears. But, God, you're the one that can move us from the place that we're at and that, Lord, that you can bring joy. So I pray, Lord, we wouldn't ignore our emotions today. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to process them, Lord, in a spiritual way, God, in a in a, in a a helpful and godly way. But to be able to, Lord, to call out to you and to process these things and put them before you. And, God, I pray for those that may be watching right now and they feel the brokenness or the loneliness Lord, I pray in a moment, Lord, that you can begin to change that dynamic. Lord, I pray for the joy and the love and the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to invade hearts and lives and minds that, Lord, that you would change us, Lord, from a place of darkness to a place of light, from a place of loneliness, Lord, to knowing that we are connected with the eternal God of heaven. We love you today. And God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now, Lord, in the hearts and the lives of men and women. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be sure and join us next week when we're going to talk about resolutions. We might not actually agree on this one. So, it will be a debate. Thank you for coming to our debate next week. So, so join us. If nothing else, it will be uh, lively. Uh, so in the meantime, if you enjoy the content, if it benefits you, please be sure to share it, to like it, to leave comments where possible, and let your friends know about it. Uh, thank you for your time. We know it's your one and uh, non-replenishable resource and we're very grateful that you give it to us in the meantime merry christmas to you and yours thanks so much for joining us we know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us the holidays are a difficult time of year for many people so here at world challenge our constituent care team is here to pray for you you can give us a call at 1-833-WC-PRAISE that's one 
7297. John and Mark will be back next week for a conversation on setting resolutions that stick. We'll see you next time.